0: Coming up, Justin Grant and Robert Ballou went wheel-to-wheel last night at Kokomo. We'll talk about that. Plus, Jake Swanson took a rock off his face. We'll update you on his condition. Uh, We've got Tuesday results from around the country. Let's go. It's Wednesday, July 27th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. In a sprint, we continued last night at Kokomo Speedway, and we were treated to the classic high-low battle between Justin Grant and Robert Ballou. Grant was up top, Ballou down around the bottom. Uh, Watching Ballou just pick up the nose off the corner uh, as he was getting that big drive off was pretty fun to watch, and obviously Grant banging the boards. The madman led the first 10 circuits from his outside front row starting position, and then the fight was on. It ended up being officially seven lead changes between the two drivers, and uh, I think most of that went on in like an eight or nine lap period there. Grant actually led 17 laps and Baloo 13. At the end, though, JG was able to scoot away and then hold off Kyle Cummins over the last few laps to score the win. Cummins was second with Baloo in third. Kokomo was in good shape last night, and it's great to have a track like that where guys can run all over the place. Uh, and that's how you end up with battles like that. When you've got good grip up top, good grip up you know, on the bottom, guys can move all, uh, around and we can see battles like that. But I'm curious from you guys' perspective, as a race fan, would you rather see two guys battling like we saw Baloo and Grant did last night, or do you kind of prefer the slide jobs and things being a little more wild? I definitely think both have their merits, but the high-low battles are pretty great uh, because the drivers cannot make mistakes uh, while they're running either of those lines because it allows, you know, if you make a mistake on the bottom, the guy up top gets away. If you make a mistake up top, the guy on the bottom gets away. So pretty fun watching that stuff last night. The win for Grant was, uh, Grant was his third top two finish in three races so far during sprint week. Uh, and he extended that week-long points lead over Baloo. He also continues to separate himself from the pack in the year-long championship battle as well. A little further down the order, Ryan Timms was a top 10 finisher again in the Keith Coons Motorsports Sprint Car Ride. He ended up in the seventh position, and Briggs Danner was 10th after starting in 16th. Uh, Nice runs there, continuing for a couple of young drivers. Tonight, Indiana Sprint Week was supposed to move over to the wide open spaces of the Terre Haute Action Track, but the race has been rained out and will not be made up. Uh, I put some Terre Haute notes together already, so here they are anyway. Uh, Baloo and CJ Leary already had Terre Haute wins in 2022, and of the drivers that would have been in attendance, Justin Grant has the best recent average finish at the track, sitting at 4.63 over his past eight races there. Grant's NOS Energy sponsor mate in Chris Windham had been lights out at Terre Haute in recent years. He's begged four wins in his past six races and an average finish of 1.5. I think those other two races were a second and a third. But Wyndham has been running with the wing on this season, obviously, uh, over with the All-Stars. He's been pretty good on that side, though, as of late. Five top tens in his past six races as he kind of continues to make that transition to winged racing. So with tonight off, Indiana Sprint Week now goes to Lincoln Park Speedway tomorrow night. Also from last night, a quick update on Jake Swanson. Jake went for a wild ride in Heat Race Number 4 and was eventually transported to a local hospital for some checks. His uh, scans did come back good, but he did need some stitches for a cut on his cheek. Jake's wife, uh, Jess, posted to social media that, quote, We think he got hit by a rock mid corner that caused, or that knocked him out, causing him to flip, unquote. Definitely a crappy situation there for Jake. You'd hate to see that for guys, but glad to see that he's all right and will be on the men. There is no word yet on when we will see him back at the racetrack. At Davenport last night for the Hoker 50, the Mars event turned into what looked like a national touring race with all the big names in the field. You- I would have thought that it was a a Lucas show with all the guys that showed up. Guys were able to race all over the track early on, but things went rubber down uh, the longer they ran. and That played right into Hudson O'Neill's hand. He led all 50 laps from the pole, holding off Bobby Pierce at the end for the $10,000 score. Pierce, Devin Moran, Max Blair, and Mike Marler completed the top five. Marler, again, another top five. This was O'Neill's fourth win of the month, which includes three with Lucas. He's definitely been fast a lot of places here lately. A lot of these uh, late-model teams will spend today and tomorrow getting some maintenance done and doing some traveling, and then they'll head to the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury starting on Friday. A quick show note before we move on, this month of July will be the best month to date in terms of views and downloads of the show. We're already through 150,000 for the month, uh, we still have a few days left, so that will go up more. Thank you for that. Right now, we've had over 60,000 people tune in this month. That is 60,000 individual people. Uh, that is Great. But if you are one of those people, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you consume the show. According to my YouTube stats, only 33% of people that watched this month are subscribed to the channel. So help us get to 10,000 subscribers by year's end. Hit that button and that'll make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Video likes, comments, reviews also uh, encouraged as well. All are easy and free ways to help uh, out this little project of mine. uh, If you like what I'm doing here. Uh, Now let's get back to the racing. In Southern Nationals competition on Tuesday, Brandon Overton handled uh, the field leading all 67 laps to bag the $10,000 win. Uh, it was his second series win in a row. That was at Tacoa He uh, topped Kenny Collins and Parker Martin. Uh, series points leader Corey Hedgecock was a fourth on the night. Spike Fast Racing asked me in the YouTube comments if I could do an explainer about the Southern Nationals. So here you go. The 12 race series is owned by Ray Cook, who is a lay model racer himself. Uh, had plenty of a, uh, success uh, in the past and continues to race here and there periodically cook also owns the tri-county racetrack which is here in north carolina and when things happen around the country in late model tech cook is often involved as well Uh, i've referred to if you've been around here very long i've referred multiple times to his youtube video that he did explaining the droop rule that we've seen kind of take over late model racing in the last two seasons the uh, southern national schedule includes races all over the south states like georgia tennessee virginia west virginia alabama north carolina Uh, And the Southern Nationals is one of three smaller series that Cook usually does each season Uh, that also includes the Spring Nationals and the Fall Nationals. I don't believe the Fall Nationals happened uh, in 2021, but uh, that is a series that's been uh, on his uh, kind of resume as well. Uh, All follow similar formats. Uh, You've got really good race payouts, uh, a championship to go along, uh, along with that, a nice championship payout as well. And these races do draw big names. Obviously, Overton winning last night, Dale McDowell, Scott Bloomquist, Chris Madden. And a lot of the Southern regional guys will come run with the series. You know, guys like Corey Hedgecock, Ross Bales, to name just a few. You've either seen Carson Ferguson, Jensen Ford, uh, and then some national guys uh, have, have showed up to these races as well. Guys like Davenport, Ricky Weiss, uh, we've seen compete with the Southern Nationals. A lot of the races are streamed. Uh, you can watch some of these over on Flow Racing, and you can keep up with the series at com if this is something you are interested in. At Tulsa Speedway last night, Tim Crawley grabbed his second ASCS Speedweek win in three races leading all 25 laps and topping Dale Howard and Dylan Westbrook. Tulsa is a tight little joint. Looked pretty technical last night. I hadn't seen a race there before. Blake Hahn maintains the series points lead with Caney Valley on tap for tonight. Usual USAC competitor, Cannon McIntosh, made a rare wing start last night with the series. He finished 14th after starting in the 7th position. Up at Bridgeport last night, Ryan Godown got by Danny Buck early and picked up the Short Track Super Series win. If you watched the show yesterday, I mentioned that Godown was probably the guy to beat. Uh, Bridgeport is his home turf uh, there and obviously a ton of laps around that place. Ryan Cratchen and Matt Shepard were also on the podium and Godan will extend his South Region points lead now over Matt Shepard. And out West, I caught a little bit of hell for not mentioning the Western Sprint Tour. So here's a quick recap for the 360 Speed Week that's been going on. Over the weekend at Skagit, Colton Heath and Trey Starks were winners. And then on Monday at Banks in Oregon, our fellow YouTube, uh, YouTube guy Tanner Holmes picked up the win over Logan Forler and Justin Sanders. And last night at Cottage Grove, it was Sanders getting his first win of the week. He topped Kinzer Cox and Tanner Holmes. The Western Sprint uh, Tour Speed Week continues tonight at Cottage Grove, is then off Thursday, then back Friday and Saturday for two more nights at Cottage Grove. A lot of these shows have been available over on SpeedSport TV as pay-per-view if you would like to tune in and watch. And one scheduled note for you, the World of Outlaws Lay model series has canceled the race at I-94 Speedway. That was to take place on August 2nd. The series cited tire availability concerns as the reason for the move. Fans with tickets to the show can either get a credit on their account or request a refund from the Outlaws by August 25th. In other dirt racing audio this week, Loud Pedal has Kevin Thomas Jr., Passing Points has Blake Edwards, Suave Talk has Kevin Weaver, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters, The Dirt Nerds, and Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks. To see the full list of shows and episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. And the busy dirt racing week across the streaming services continues with eight more shows today. That includes Micros from Millbridge on Dirt Vision. Flow Racing has the ASCS at Caney Valley and Weekly Action from the Action Track USA. There are also four shows over on Speed Sport. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.